0: learn more at marines.com
1: Jeff Havley uh has given himself fully to the NFL because it was so difficult to coach in college. This is a real thing and a real So let's secret. let's say
0: who Jeff Havley coaches for. Or well, coaches I'm going to get for. there. I'm going to okay, get there. All right.
1: This is a real thing. So he goes from being a head coach to being a coordinator in the NFL. He was the head coach of Boston College. So he took a step down. Now, he may have personal issues going on, uh, you know, but perhaps um, you know, he he spends too much time watching Caleb's videos in bed with his wife. I don't know. But the way it reads to me, and based off scouts and coaches that I talk to, it's that coaching in college is absolutely horrendous. What does that mean for Tennessee? Well, they're not gonna lose a Joey Hosley. And they're not going to lose a lot of these guys to the NFL because they're this is viewed on the offensive side as Josh Heupel's offense, which it is. So while Alex Golish would be an example of moving up, they think that he can replicate that offense. You're not going to take that chance in the NFL where it could affect Tennessee What if Tim Banks is like, man, I'm drawing up some good stuff. And I think he is. I think as far as an X's and O's guy, that he's drawing up stuff that's almost as good as Josh Heupel is on offense. And you can call me crazy if you want, but I think it's that good. I just think he's had limited talent. I think he's doing great stuff. Boy, if there was an NFL opening as a coordinator, I'm not even talking about head coach. I'd have to listen because I wouldn't have to worry about recruiting. I wouldn't have to worry about, I mean, goodness, you have to bend over backwards. I don't mean mean this, Caleb, to be an insult to Keenan Pilly, but you have to bend over backwards and get him money, and he's barely played.
0: Yes, the era of NIL is, we think about head coaches, but it's so taxing on coordinators. But, guys, let's be clear about this. Jeff Halfley took a pay cut his pay not boston college is a private school so it's not as public but his pay was estimated between two and four million a year and it's estimated he's going to make a few hundred thousand to be defensive coordinator so dave he took a pay cut to go take a lesser job because he can't deal with the work-life balance that i think is literally gonna cut the life short of college football coaches
1: No, literally. That is not an exaggeration. I will tell you there were always two weeks where I didn't call coaches and they would kind of overlap during June. So like some coaches would take the first two weeks. Some coaches would take the second two weeks. You always wanted at least two or three coaches on campus. So they didn't all just leave in Max Exodus because as soon as you do that, you're going to have like a Georgia situation where a bunch of guys are turning the strip into the Indy 500. I worked in a Georgia shot there. All right. So you have, they would make sure somebody was on campus, but I always knew who was on vacation because it would overlap into the week of the 4th of July. So I wouldn't call them. I mean, give them a break for the love of goodness. There was one story so big one time that I did call one. He didn't really appreciate it, but um, now June's one of the biggest recruiting months out there. When do you take your vacation? When do you see your kids?
0: There is no vacation in college football right now. There's none, and it's a huge problem, guys. I can tell you right now, as somebody who covers the sport, Dave and I cover it. It it's a little bit straining on us at times now, because you know we typically in the past December is a time to kind of focus on the bowl game, get our get things together, maybe reorganize things we'd like to do for the show over the next year. Nope. Go to rehab. What you say? <laughs> do you think go to go rehab? To rehab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what?
1: Well,
0: exactly but guess what
1: it's been a hell of a year
0: guess what we can't even do that in December now that's early signing period It's insane. And look, okay. this is,
1: but see Travis brings up the point. I, okay. So I'm on backtrack. Cause you guys read my minds. Sometimes Dylan says NFL jobs are a hundred times better than college football jobs. They are. I, okay. But I would have argued that pre NIL. I thought they were comparable there to me. It's just a personal preference. Do you want to deal with a rich diva? Or do you want to deal with a young diva that you've got to convince to come to your school? That's a personal preference. Now, since NIL and everything, you're right. It is a thousand times better. But then Travis brings up the point that I was going to bring up. If the NCAA gets dismantled, won't that change everything for coaches? Yes. Yes. Because you'll be recruiting a smaller number of people. Um, You I... I think they'll, they're going to adjust the calendar in some shape, form, or fashion. And I think it it, it does make things a little bit easier on coaches um, when you have the super conference. I, I And it leads me to this. Do you think the coaches are for the mega conference? Because I'll tell you what's going to happen is you're going to have coordinators in the mega conference regularly making a million dollars and coordinators at what would be division – one and a half in between in between one and two, if you know what I mean right now. I'm trying to think of one A, one B, whatever. Um, it would those guys are gonna make a hundred thousand dollars as a coordinator. So if you yes, can't coach. break into that top 32, then you're gonna have problems being financially free for the rest of your life, as so many of these coaches are.
0: Yes, coaches have wanted a mega conference for years. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you this story. This happened in 2013. There was a secret vote taken by all the power five coaches six there were 65 power five schools at the time dave you'll find this very interesting 60 of the 65 voted that they would be in favor of just exclusively power five teams playing each other now and that's what i've
1: been telling you
0: but no no i knew the coaches would want that and they have been in favor for a long time but i think the reason they were in favor of it there's a better work-life balance when there's fewer schools that you're dealing with competing against, even if they're lower levels. Now, here's the here's the interesting thing. Now, here's where you guys ready? Where for college- instance,
1: and just here's why. Because, for instance, if the Dallas Cowboys are preparing for the Philadelphia Eagles, they know what Nick Sirianni ran the year before, and across the board, is that what you're referring to?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And it and here's. So the interesting thing about this Davis here's where I think things could really get bad for college coaches. We need to bring back this NIL talk With NIL somebody's going to be left holding the bag with the rev play, revenue these players are generating and it's going to be one of three things either as you and I know the players will collectively bargain and unionize and they'll spin off football and then all the other Title IX sports are screwed. That's one option, right mm-hmm. Another option is somebody's about to to make less money. I think when the market fixes itself out over 10 years, you will see coaches salaries in college football reduced significantly because players need to get paid.
1: No, 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 which ones?
0: I think at the power five level, you'll see coaches salaries get reduced. Even mm-hmm. in the mega conference. Do you think the um, mega conference will make so much more money that it won't matter that it'll,
1: I think there's a lot of old dudes that are, taking home a lot more money than you think right now. I think they could afford it right now. I think everybody on Tennessee's football team could make a million dollars a year. And um, well, let's say starters, let's say the top 40 or 50 could make a million dollars a year and get by. I think they're taking home more than you think. And you can, you got to remember too, they have to, at the end of the day, if they paid them through the schools, which is what I'm implying, that really eliminates a big issue because you have to, at the end of the day, break even because you're a government funded institution you can't turn a profit you can't make 50 million dollars a year so that would eliminate that issue if you paid them through the schools which i think is okay well
0: where yeah but where i was at was like nil would boosters help prop up the coaches salaries right because they donate to all these other things that's how you can pay the coaches so much money that's how it traditionally has been yes that money from boosters now has to go to players so more money has to come out of the budget to go to other things so at that point i uh, you would assume that somebody's got to be on the chopping block and coach salaries is going to be on the chopping block at that point. And
1: you would think, you would think, but who was the, uh, the Stanford coach David Shaw. Yeah. He was getting $10 million to coach the Cardinal to three wins. So you would think, but maybe not. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring.
0: Laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? (sighs)